Welcome to the Get Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. Today, John Beeler and I have a great podcast for you. We're going to be talking with the folks over at Intel. They've done a, a partnership with Mila. This is an artificial uh, research institute based out of Montreal, Quebec. They've done some amazing things with machine learning. They're partnering with Intel to develop drugs and develop them faster using artificial intelligence. And you'll be amazed at some of the advancements that they've been able to do. We'll also be getting into Facebook neighborhoods. This is a a new section of Facebook that they're rolling out to compete against uh, apps like Nextdoor. It basically puts you in touch with your neighbors to get everything from, uh, you know, Crime Watch uh, reports to recommendations to local restaurants, uh, to babysitters, to buying and selling stuff uh, locally. So we'll uh, talk about the differences uh, between the two. And we have uh, AJ coming on board to talk about a really cool new smart grill that uses Wi-Fi, uh, your home Wi-Fi connection, and your smartphone to cook the perfect meat or whatever you want to uh, barbecue this uh, season. It's time to get connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Got an awesome program today. Later on, we will be talking about the new Facebook neighborhoods, tying in all your neighbors and close friends together that live near you. So if you've used Nextdoor, you know what we're talking about. But now Facebook is trying to take over. So we'll give you the lowdown on that. We also have AJ uh, coming on board to talk about a new Traeger Smart Grill. This is pretty cool. It, it's so cool. It's a wood pellet uh, grill that works in conjunction uh, with your smartphone and Wi-Fi. It, oh, my God. We, we've uh, tested out some of it. It is amazing how good the ribs came out of that. But you, you controlled it all with your, your iPhone. And this is the first time I've ever seen a pellet grill in action, too. Yeah, um, it, was, it was cool. But, I mean, it, it'll do all the temperature. It'll tell you how hot your meat is or whatever you're cooking in there. You can set it for hours. It'll automatically do everything for you. Anyway, AJ's going to give us a full review on that. Let's get into some of the uh, the tech news, uh, John. Uh, we talked a lot about the AirTags recently, yes. the new Apple ones. There's all sorts of accessories coming out now that can hold them. One, of the, one, one that caught my eye was one from uh, the folks at Nomad. They make the great uh, iPhone cases and chargers. and All kinds of accessories. Yeah. yeah. So they've got a, a rugged keychain for your pets. Yeah, it's basically like a collar. Yeah. That's a whole new market for them. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting into the pet business. So you, you essentially put your Air, your Apple AirTag in this, obviously put the collar on your uh, your dog, and if your dog runs away, like one of my dogs, if it gets out, and oh, you've seen this. Well, I've, ch- I've chased Rosie for three blocks from your house. Well, imagine now you could just wait till she wears down, and then <laughs> you can just get into your car and, and track her on your iPhone. <laughs> Or we just keep her from running away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, John, you talk a lot about Wise. This is a uh, uh, an Asian tech company that makes really inexpensive, cool tech gear. Shockingly inexpensive, but shockingly good. Yeah. Like, there's quite a lot of stuff you can find on Amazon that is cheap, but crappy. Yeah. And then there's crappy that's not cheap. Yes. And Wise seems to hit it out of the park every time. And they've got a new, um, I guess, a pre-order for this. Um, they're going to have the Wise Buds Pro, and these are basically wireless earbuds with wireless charging and automatic noise canceling for 60 bucks US. That is the cheapest I have ever seen for 
Yeah. Active noise cancellation. And active noise cancellation just basically sucks all the noise around you out. It's like an airlock. You just press the button and it just goes like, yeah. yeah. It, they're pretty cool. I mean, we, we uh, talked about the Huawei um, new new ones. Yeah. They were like $130. Still fantastic. Oh my God, they're amazing. Yeah. And now this is coming out at how, 60 bucks. 60 bucks. US? Yeah. 60 US. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so probably about 100 Canadian. Still like eh, dirt cheap. 75. I mean, it, th- there's always a bit of a lag for us to get some of the new Y stuff in Canada. Yeah. Because uh, they go through Amazon. So um, it, might, it may not be available right away in Canada. But, um, but you know, the cheapest quality ones in the US even are still like 100 US and up. So yeah. I think the Huawei ones are at least the cheapest that are available right now at, uh, what is it, 140 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, we actually got a um, belt wise. Now that I'm on it, uh, we we got um, Ron from Deep Bay. He wrote into us. He had some problems with some of their cameras, and they they told him that because because he's in Canada, there's no real warranty. Yeah, it's it's a tough call with that one though, right? Because they're inexpensive. Yeah, I've had a, a, I've got I think five or six of them in my house, and you don't have any problems. No. So he has two of them, and they're causing him problems right now. Yeah, we'll have to look into that a little bit more. Uh, and just uh, quickly here, John, uh, as uh, well, um, Holly Davidson, they're spinning off their electric bike brand, Livewire. This, weren't these the ones that uh, Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman rode yeah. up South America? Yeah, on? which were, were fantastic. Yeah. Because this was around the time that I got my first electric vehicle, and then they're doing motorcycle, electric motorcycles from the tip of South America up to L.A. Don't forget, uh, we've got some great contests going on, and uh, you can find out how to uh, get extra entries at the end of the show. We've got a secret word. Yes, we do. Uh, Two contests going on, uh, one where we're giving away a TCL 20 Pro smartphone and a TCL 55-inch 4K TV, and uh, also a couple $100 Amazon gift cards. If you want more details, get connectedmedia.com, and again, we've got a secret word at the end of the show that will get you extra entries. Let's uh, talk about research and development now. And uh, I think this past year, John, we've seen how motivated we can be as uh, as a society to uh, do the research needed to get vaccines out in an expeditious uh, time. Well, we've uh, got a great guest on the line. Uh, his name is uh, Denis Gaudreau. Uh, he is with Intel Canada. Intel has recently joined forces uh, with uh, a big... Uh, Artificial Intelligence Institute, actually based here in Canada. It's one of the world leaders. It's called the Quebec Artificial Intelligence Institute and uh, acronym MILA, Montreal-based. Yes. And we've actually talked to Sasha from MILA a few times. Yeah, some incredibly smart people there. Yep. Thanks for joining us, Denny. Hey, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I can see the partnership. Obviously, they're into uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning. You guys are uh, obviously big into the... Uh, the chip, the processing uh, side of the world. What brought you guys together? Yeah, so it's a very good question. So I would say probably it's a it's a common purpose. I would say that brought us together because when you look at the uh, the, the the Mila mission, right? Like which are being a global pole for scientific advancement that really inspire like innovations and the development of AI that will benefit everyone. And you look at the Intel mission, which is create a world-changing technology that enrich the life of everyone on the earth. So when you, those goes really hand-to-hand. So it's really that common purpose of transforming and and, and, and the life of everyone. And AI is kind of a big 
things as we know today and moving forward. So at the end, it's really what brings us together. And one of the key mandate of the Mila Institute is really uh, not only the different research that they're doing to speed up drug discovery and different molecules, but also what we call the democratization of AI, right? So that all the AI research and algorithm that they built that are available to uh, any organization, it's just, just locked down in the private sector. And, and Intel is big on open source and, 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 and around uh, uh, democratization. So, and I, I, it's why I feel it was a perfect fit between the two organizations. It's interesting when I think about drug research um, and, you know, we have all these tech tools now, but in, in my mind, in the old days, it's a bunch of scientists in white coats in a laboratory with beakers and syringes, <laughs> different vials of, of things. But uh, computers are really expediting and advancing that now, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So, and a good analogy, if you go back in the days when you were designing, let's say, a, a, a physical part, right? Like a car or something. We, we got all seen the image of people rebuilding out of clay a car and something, right? And now it's all computerized and doing modelization with computers and 3D. So now that simulation is going through the same space, but with discovery of new drugs and, and, and new medicaments, right? So they'll do all those simulations, kind of same thing, right? Using computers. It, that's where that AI of deep learning is really shining right now. So that's where they're going right now. So it's all that simulation because it's super expensive to develop a drug super long. So I think they say the average is like 2.6 billion to bring it and create a new drugs and bring it to the market for the uh, pharmaceutical industries. But by people that uh, are doing more modelization using AI, so their hope is to go way faster and also discover new drugs that are probably were not, I would say uh, uh, from a profit point of view, were not worthwhile for the industry to do, but not because you can do all those modelization using computers. So you can uh, experiment different type of molecules, right? That may solve problem that was a small market or it was too complex to do from a physical world. Yeah, it's interesting. We, we did uh, an interview with uh, Sasha over at uh, Mila back, uh, I think, last year, and they were using AI uh, to help try to fight COVID-19 by matching up uh, potential medications that already exist uh, and uh, seeing how they, you know, affected uh, the disease, obviously, in the uh, the virtual uh, virtual uh, world. But I have to ask you this, uh, Denny, uh, you know, we're using computers and artificial intelligence, you know, machine learning more and more. Is this taking out the, the human element of developing these? Uh, I, I think it's improving the human element, right? So because when we look, if you look at the future of work, which include all the research with the AI infused with AI, but any work that we see moving forward, right? Like AI will really kind of amplify like the, the, the work done by the human. I think we'll be always both working together, right? Because you always need that human touch that bring that humanity of the research or that overall context of what's going on that whatever you uh, uh, AI model or algorithm that you have yet that you don't have, right? So I think it's complementing and augmenting that. So from the human point of view. We've seen huge advancements in technology over the past 50 years. And, you know, it's all come down to processing power. You know, there's Moore's Law where uh, processors doubled their, their speed and power every two years. Are you seeing a kind of a potential golden age for uh, health, uh, I guess, technology and development uh, over the next next 50 years just with all these these new tools uh, the processing power married with artificial intelligence 
Yeah, that's a good question. We get that question a lot, right? So uh, around the, the Moore's Law and where things are going. So I would say right now, if you look at the state of the market, as we all know, there's kind of a shortage on semiconductor because every industry, everything we use, smartphone, PCs, the cloud, uh, uh, the industrial space, the car manufacturers, the utility. So everything is using a microprocessor, right? So there's a lot of development. And if we look moving forward, where we're going to go and how things going to go with that market. So the the need for computing is 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 won't stop, right? It's even we uh, when we had the lunch with Mila, they basically told us if you can provide me 100x the computing power that we get today, I'll be able to use it. <laughs> so with their different algorithm, right? So because the number of layers on their neural network and deep learning is so big. So I, I think yeah, I, I think we'll see a lot of innovation from industry, but that innovation is really needed, right? So, Denny, I want to live to 150, so I'm hoping that you can really speed up the uh, the processing power here. <laughs> so we're all wishing on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, you partner with a lot of different companies. Mila is obviously uh, one important one, but you also work with companies like NASA. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, we... Uh, if you look at the big Intel Corporation, right, worldwide organization, more than 110,000 employees in more than 46 countries around the world. So the type of partnership we'll do will be, I would say, with the private sector, the public sector, which can be a research institute, different government, and also with all the academic, right? So, And if you look at different partnerships, maybe a few of them that I can mention, like from a private sector, things like lately, uh, with the uh, with Samsung, so they, they built a new device called I think it's called Nerve Track that allow you for anesthesia, like to really see where all the nerves and everything to be more efficient when they are giving anesthesia, like relying on computing visions for uh, uh, with AI. So same thing with John Deere, right? Which is more an industrial kind of example where they're going to use AI with machine vision to do all the quality uh, uh, testing and checking of all the welding they do on their big machine on the factory floor, right? So things like that, it's more on the, pri- or uh, well heard about the uh, the autonomous vehicle, right? So we're with our Movigius division, so because we do check VPU that goes on those vehicles, out of the 15 car manufacturers in the world, we're working with 13 of them right now. So Just, just 13? Yes, so, uh, <laughs> you work with two missing, right? So, and and from an academic point of view, a, any big university or research lab you may think in the world, we're engaged with them, right? That that that's it. If you look more, step back and look. Okay, here in Canada, so we have done work with uh, University of Victoria, UVic, with UFT, uh, McGill, University of Montreal, Waterloo, UFT. So we we spend about. In the past few years in Canada, uh, roughly about two million in research grant with different uh, t- teachers and students on research, pure like fundamental research in Canada. Is that strictly just grant money, or are you actually donating equipment for those facilities as well? Uh, it's a mix. So what I'm referring here is mostly grant money for research and everything, but we'll have different programs where we may donate some equipment. Yes. Well, it's interesting. I think you know a lot of listeners when they think of Intel, they just think about their laptop. Or, or their computer, which is obviously an important part of your business, but how big is like the other sides of your of your business? Yeah, so it's, it's pretty big, right? When you look at Intel, so last year, or a revenue was 78 billion, right? Well, like from a worldwide point of view, and it's roughly like half of that is what we call CCG, which is our uh, uh, PC business, which include 
laptop, your PC, desktops, gaming machine, workstation, all that stuff. And the other half is basically everything else that we do. Because when you think about you using your phone, maybe there's not an Intel chip in your phone, but pretty much everything you do with your phone is connected to the cloud, to the network. And this is all mostly Intel running on Intel, right? So and and so everything that compute, store, move, secure, encrypt data is running on Intel, right? On those big cloud providers and everything. So that's the scope of, of, of our business that we uh, would say we touch. And, and that includes pretty much every vertical, right? So whether you're looking for uh, healthcare, industrial, education, the retail space, and we'll touch everything. And also with our, one thing that we do a lot of is with our uh, IoT business, right? So IoT is, gonna, as we all know, is gonna be big. And that big shift is a bit, as you know, we, we uh, we have a new, we have a new CEO at Intel, right? Pat Kelsinger, coming from VMware, he used to be at Intel for more than thirty years. Coming back uh, to Intel after being the CEO at VMware, and Pat is very visionary, and and is really like getting that we need to transform as an organization because we're used to be known for making silicon, but now we're going beyond silicon. Is going for the full platform, which includes software, services, and everything, and not just be a CPU organization, like you mentioned, and building stuff for PC, but really what we call being an XPU company, where we're gonna have CPU, GPU, FPGAs, VPUs, NNPUs, any kind of architectures, because we see a lot of dedicated uh, computing power that will be needed in the future, not just general purpose CPU, but any other kind of uh, microprocessor that will be needed, and that's where we're going uh, with Intel. We've been talking with Denny Gaudreau. He is with Intel Canada, and uh, their partnership with uh, Mila, a uh, artificial research institute uh, based out of Montreal, uh, Quebec, and using those technologies and processing power to speed up and advance how fast they're able to research and develop new drugs. Denny, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you so much for having me again, and have a great day. Don't forget to hit our contest uh, this month. TCL, beautiful smartphone, the 20... 20 Pro 5G. 20 Pro 5G. It's getting hard to remember all the... It doesn't really roll off your tongue, does it? <laughs> TCL 20 Pro 5G. Anyway, it's beautiful. The screen is amazing. I love the cameras in the back. The lenses, they don't have the big bump. They've kind of integrated it into the back better. I imagine the case for that will be a little weird, though. Yeah, but it's beautiful. The pictures are, are really nice. Giving away a one of those and a beautiful 55-inch TCL smart TV as well. Separately, though. Separately. So two chances to win. And there's extra chances to win on there, uh, too. Let's talk about your neighborhood, your friendly neighborhoods. Uh, big app that came out in the past couple of years here. Nextdoor, I use it uh, in my neighborhood. Uh, it keeps me in touch with all sorts of things like... Um, crime warnings and people you know selling stuff locally and getting all types of recommendations for restaurants it's funny when Nextdoor came out it was kind of positioned as like facebook for your community yes right well now facebook has their own version of it yeah now facebook wants to come in and crush them yeah <laughs> essentially uh it's called facebook neighborhoods you might have seen this pop up in your feed i think uh, where i live it finally uh woke up and started, uh, I'm in South Surrey, so it's started that whole uh, neighborhood. Uh, have you had a chance to try it out? I haven't tried it yet, um, but I'm not that excited about it, to be honest. No, um, why? Well, 
I, I did Nextdoor because we actually had the folks from Nextdoor on the show. And with Nextdoor, what you have to do is you have to actually fill out a form and they mail you a postcard with yep. a special code on it. And that code proves that you're actually in that neighborhood. Right? Yes. So th- then you basically s- you start seeing people in your neighborhood pop up in the Nextdoor app. And it was fine for a while, but then COVID happened. And then you really find out which neighbors you don't want to interact with <laughs> because they're crazy. They have yeah. all the conspiracy theories and they seem to think that next door is was, the place to share them. Right. Yeah. It's like, no, I just care about if there's a garage sale or if I need to deal with my trash differently or yeah. something else. Or if a lot of cars are getting broken into. That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 You don't want to know why you shouldn't get vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Right. So I actually, I, I, I turned it off. The other, the other challenge is, is that Facebook is already filled with these types of people. Yes. <laughs> so again, the, the, the main difference though, I think between Nextdoor and Facebook is that you, I think with Facebook, you actually have to have your real name yeah. to be part of it. I don't know how validating they are on Nextdoor for that, right? So on Nextdoor, I can't see all the friends you have yeah. like you can on Facebook. Like you can actually click through to your, your whole, the whole profile of somebody, right? Yes. Depending on their, on their security settings. But so th- those are the challenges that I have with it is like, okay, I already know the neighbors I want to know in my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, granted, sure, new people move in, that kind of thing. It's just going to be interesting to see how they deal with moderation. Because I think that's the key point with these things. You need to have, like, I, I think you, you mentioned with your Nextdoor uh, install, you're kind of like you're the mayor of Mike Town. Yeah, for better or for worse. Because I was the first one, because we were having them on the show to interview. Yeah, yeah. So I downloaded the app and no one had set it up yet in my neighborhood. Suddenly I'm the guy basically approving people right so flipping that around if you see somebody that you is abusing the system or posting their conspiracy theories uh, that make no sense can you kick them out of your neighborhood i don't know if i have that power i'm gonna have to go in and check yeah but this is the same question i have for facebook is how are they moderating this because i think it's the same if there's someone being a weirdo you you just report them right but report them to who to Facebook, I get, to, the, to the Facebook bots. Right, so yeah. then the bots decide whether that's a valid complaint or not versus Mike, who actually knows that neighbor, is like, oh, he's just a little crazy, but, you know, <laughs> let, he's, not, he's harmless. You so know. you're not going to get into it? No, I don't think so. No. It, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and, you know, I think it's tough for some of these app developers out there as well that are trying to create these new types of apps or communities like Nextdoor is, you know, Suddenly, you know, the big 800-pound gorilla comes in and, and can just essentially wipe them out overnight. Well, the big challenge is, is, like, you can't compete with that installed user base. No. And maybe you should... Because Facebook's got, like, 2 billion users. Right. So yeah. maybe you shouldn't rely on an app that has that as the foundation behind it and expect that you can actually unseat Facebook. Because, like you said, they will crush you. That's not to say we should stifle innovation and, and that type of thing. I'm not saying that at all, but maybe think about how you, what, what unique offering can you offer that Facebook couldn't offer? Yeah, not much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Facebook Neighborhoods, uh, it's rolling out. Uh, you might have seen it in your uh, newsfeed, but uh, I've, I've, I've uh, set it up because I want to give it a try just to see what it's like, but, you know, time will tell. We've got uh, one of our uh, 
team members, AJ Vickery in with me today because we're going to talk barbecue tech. Yeah, I don't we, know if it's necessarily a barbecue. We uh, had a chance to get in a, uh, a wood pellet grill. These are something that I haven't tried before, but you've got this on your patio and... What, what do you think? Yeah, well, so it's from Traeger, and I can tell you, these guys make, you know, some of the best, most, like, when I'm checking out all the different barbecue guys out there, you know, Traeger's at, near the top of the list in terms of the equipment you want to get, but this one's smart, right? It's 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 Wi-Fi connected, and, you know, Mike, every time I see something that's Wi-Fi connected that normally isn't, like, I always... Like a toothbrush. Yeah. yeah. Worst. <laughs> worst. Like, seriously. Why do you have to have a Wi-Fi connected toothbrush? Doesn't make, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense, but, you know, we'll see. But, uh, but no, this this is actually pretty cool. So, first of all, wood pellet grill, different than your typical gas grill. You know, those are the propane and whatnot. Uh, these are actual wood pellets. You pick them up at, you know, your, your local sort of hardware store like and Home Depot yeah Home Depot has yeah. them and they've got uh, lots of different kind of flavors so you can get hickory oh, mesquite alderwood oh yeah sure yeah. yeah right now I'm running the uh, the, the Traeger signature mix <laughs> 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 anyway but uh, yeah so these it just chews up these little pellets and sparks a little fire and creates heat and uh, there's no direct flame that's what's interesting so whereas your regular barbecue you got flames not coming up but you but they're hitting that little <laughs> diffuser cooking, yeah come, exactly me too right and uh, but no this this is like more, it looks more like the inside of an oven when you open it up, uh, but there's a little pot underneath that literally has a fire going in it. And I was really nervous, Mike, because you know I live in townhomes. Uh, there's neighbors like connected to my house right next door. Uh, yeah, because this thing put smoke out right well that's what i was worried about right yeah. because it's bad enough my neighbors already complain about the food that i burn when i'm using a regular barbecue <laughs> so i didn't know what to expect when this came and uh yeah no it was uh you know when i gotta be honest when i'm starting it it's like imagine kindling a fire you yeah. know <laughs> so you know it's a lot of blue smoke is coming out but as soon as it gets to its cooking temperature you know whatever well, how long you, does that take like uh, i mean a minute oh, okay so it's not bad it's just a minute of like cringing that you hear all the doors shutting and windows closing <laughs> around you but no one's complained to me yet aj's using the signature blend <laughs> yeah exactly but you know i can say that uh this is just it just changes the barbecue and for those people out there you know guys or or gals that want to really kind of like enhance their barbecue game this changes it right like doesn't matter if you're cooking chicken wings whether you're doing a steak whether you're cooking like a big piece of meat like a brisket or something the beautiful thing here is that you can cook um, with pellet grills at a low temperature. So you can start off at like 150, 200, 225. You set that temperature. and You're sounding like a real foodie. Lately. I know, right? Yeah. I know, I'm driving good. So, uh, so and, then, and then what happens when it's cooking at that temperature is that meat, that whatever that protein is, or even tofu, whatever protein you're cooking, it is absorbing that smoke, smoke's um, taste, you yeah. know? And that just brings a whole new level to, to the food that you're serving at a party. And what I love, again, being smart, I talked about the fact that it's Wi-Fi connected. So it's not Bluetooth, so there's no range issue. I can literally start my, you know, sometimes it takes six, seven, 10 hours to cook certain types of meat. You know, if you want, because you can cook them faster. You can cook them faster. This thing will go up to 500 degrees, but you, but Celsius, but you, uh, but you like to cook low and slow, right? So you can set it and go out. And check on your grill while you're like loading up. You you know, say you're you, you can be down having a beer at the pub. pub yeah. and check your grill. You know, you could change <laughs> the your ribs temp- will be done in a two hours. Yeah, yeah, you can have a probe in the meat and can it's you lit- adjust the temperature from yes the te- yeah. temperature up or down. You can uh, you can check your, what your meat's at because you've got a probe that's plugged into it, so it's telling you that your meat's cooking a certain so it's temperature. Got a meat thermometer that's yeah. connected. Yeah, and that comes with it. And that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. and then um, and then you literally, and you know, it tells you how many pellets are left. So literally, if you're like down to twenty five percent pellets, you can even burn out and grab another bag. That's my one kind of complaint: is the it, you burn through the pellets. Like, 
but it tastes so good. It tastes so good. It smells yeah. like camp. You, you know, you were here when I sparked it up. Yeah. Uh, it smells like oh, the it house. Smells great. Smell, house smells like a little campfire, like yeah. you're camping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a smart grill, essentially. Yeah, it is. Uh, so it connects with your your smartphone. I've seen the app. Like, there's all sorts of information on there. It's amazing. Well, you know, I gotta say too. Like a lot of times, I do criticize these these uh, Wi-Fi connected things. The app has built-in recipes. I was like, ah, you're not gonna have great recipes. It's got great recipes. Like, yeah, like, right. like great chefs. You got. That, you got videos right now. You got the videos. And uh, and the great thing about the recipes is that you can actually send the recipe to your grill. So, you know, what? this is hit and miss for me. I like yeah. to be a little more hands-on. I don't want to yeah. just like check out, you know, but yeah. you can literally set, send the instructions. So it'll basically put your probe in, stick your meat in, start it cooking, and the app will literally change the temperature if it needs to. Oh, my God. If that's so you don't have recipe. to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Just put the meat in there. I mean, I like to be a little more hands-on, so I'm probably not going to use that feature that often. But, yeah, as soon as you send the temperature, the, the instructions to that grill, it starts barking at you to, to, to do things. I was a little skeptical when we first got this in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you said, you can make anything smart, but should you? Yeah. But yeah. in this case, you're saying, yeah. I think in this case, it's bang on. I mean, I let, hands down, you know, two things for me, which have been amazing to have the app for. It lets me know when the, the temperature is, when I've got to my estimated temperature. Yeah. So it gives me an audible alarm so I can so like. So you know when it's ready. Yeah. So I can jump out of, I can, you know, finish what I'm doing inside, run outside and, and put my meat on. And the other thing is I can shut the grill down when I finish using it. And again, changing that temperature. I was literally picking my daughter up the other day uh, from school and um, Leanne was cooking chicken wings. And uh, I looked at the temperature on the grill and I thought, you know what? I think it should be cooking a little bit hot. We're almost home. So I actually <laughs> increased, she didn't even know. Yeah. I cranked it up to 500 and uh, and those those wings are crispy delicious when we got home. So we're talking about uh, this new smart grill from Traegar. Uh, which model is it? Uh, this is the Ironwood 650. Okay. They've got a few different versions. But. Yeah. And they've got different sizes as well. So question, does this replace your existing barbecue grill? That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, so my gas grill is uh, currently not out there because I can't fit two. No. If I had the biggest barbecue, I would have a gas, uh, sorry, patio. I would keep a gas grill and I probably might get a little Weber, yeah. small one, yeah. for if I just want to do a hot dog. Yeah. You know, if you just want to cook up a hot dog, you don't necessarily need to smoke it for two no. hours, you know? <laughs> you just want a fast, quick gas light, um, you know, that I would I would like to have maybe a small Weber, uh, but this is for doing brisket. I'm going to, this weekend, I'm doing a beautiful bone-in um, um, piece of meat like it's going to be amazing uh, amazing steaks yeah you're making me jealous now <laughs> I could have had this on my patio yeah I know well <laughs> so um, so you, you'd say if you've got the room have both I think if you have the room, uh, you're going to want to have a gas option for doing yeah. some things, yeah. you know. Uh, but, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've been really getting into barbecuing. I could see having two or three different types of smokers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to well, get kicked out of this building. A, a, monster, <laughs> uh, a monster here. I, so. I mean, these things aren't cheap, though. No, no. And you know what? I mean, honestly, once you get into any kind of like semi-professional equipment doesn't matter what it is you're not yeah. going to find even gas barbecues are expensive when you get the really nice yeah nice i mean ones. if you get like a, a weber or something yeah. they're like upwards of a thousand dollars plus depending on how much you want to spend yeah and that's where this one lands i mean by the time you um, put on some extra accessories with a cover which i recommend because in this vancouver weather you got wood pellets you don't want those to get soggy no like keep a cover on that thing when it's raining out there um yeah i would think you're probably going to probably spend about two grand by the time you're set and done this thing i think retails probably about 1400 yeah, and again, they've got the different sizes. They even have small ones if you yep. wanted just to kind of start on, out on that. Again, talking about the Traegar smart grills, yeah. or smart wood pellet yeah. grills, if that's what uh, 
we can call it. But yeah, so mm. overall thumbs up? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving this one a full thumbs up. I think it's... And uh, the smart integration is not stupid. It's actually... That, that was the key part for me. You know, yeah. it's actually usable. Yeah. 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 And so what type of person would this be for? I think this is for the person that just loves, loves to eat, yeah. you know, uh, loves oh, to, love to eat. yeah, you know, and just wants <laughs> but to what like, about like the knowledge level. Uh, you know, it's like a barbecue, like any other barbecue, you're going to make more trips to the store to buy wood pellets. You know, you're going to be yeah. doing that. Um, but you know, it turns on, it turns off. It's like operating any smart equipment in your house. You've got a, you know, power button. It actually plugs it. Okay. So that's one big thing. It actually plugs into the wall. It needs yeah, electricity because it yeah. it's got a little electric motor Not in it. Gas. Not gas, but it runs on wood pellets. That's what burns it. But to light the wood pellets, it uses an electric starter, and it has a little computer dashboard with a screen on it. We actually showed this uh, on uh, one of my global segments uh, this past week. So if you want to check that out, uh, the video, it's at getconnectedmedia.com. We did like a whole techie backyard patio segment. That's right. We got some some ribs to eat. We got some ribs to eat. (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show. You got it. As we had mentioned earlier on, uh, we do have some great contests going up on the website. The big one uh, would be the TCL 20 Pro smartphone and TCL 55-inch 4K TV giveaway. These are some fantastic prizes. And up on our website, getconnectedmedia.com, just go to that contest page. There are extra ways you can get more entries. And today, we have a secret word that will get you more. And the secret word, John? The secret word is analog. How do you spell that? Is there because there's different ways to spell that? That's true. Yeah, A N A L O G, analog. You type that secret word in, you get extra entries for the TCL contest. For the TCL contest, if you want extra entries into the Amazon contest that we also have going right now, we're giving away a couple hundred dollar gift cards, you got to tune into the App Show tomorrow. So uh, again, App Show coming up tomorrow. We've got some uh, great content up there. We're going to talk about a, uh, a free fitness app you can use to shake out some of the cobwebs after living at home for a year. And uh, we'll also be talking about the Crave TV subscription service, uh, giving a, a review on it. Is it worth the money on a monthly uh, basis? Again, hit our website anytime. Get connected media getconnectedmedia.com. We've got lots of great content up there from our podcast to our YouTube videos and lots of great how-to articles uh, as well. I want to thank John and Christina and uh, all the folks that helped put the program together. We'll see you again next time.